Welcome to Technicast, the graduate podcast that celebrates current work being done in the arts and humanities. I'm Rudy Lowe, a Techne researcher and member of the Cultivate Conference organising team. Anna Tam, Heather Craddock, Carmen Andal Woodruff, and Judah Atil. Cultivate 2022 is a student-led conference for arts and humanities PhD researchers sponsored by Techne and Arts and Humanities Research Council. This recording, There Are More Spaces Still to Come, has been produced by Judah Atil and Shanice Aretha for Cultivate Session 1, Cultivating Seeds of Knowledge. Artist Shanice Aretha speaks about orality, sonic resonance and space making. A transcript of the recording has been produced by Carmen Andel Woodruff. There is also a link to the transcript of Encounter Harmony by Shanice Aretha. Listeners are invited to leave comments on the SoundCloud comments timeline. So this is a tour of Encounter Harmony at Tim Tabernacle Coven. Walking in this arched entrance doorway, you are met with these two lilac notice board partitions. The left one is a stacked speaker chair um, stacked chairs and a Genelec speaker embedded into the top one and on the right one in, embedded into the notice board itself is a speaker. At the entrance a row of black plastic chairs. Through the gap of these two partitions you see one speaker against a lilac curtaining and you can walk down a main aisle. As you walk through the main aisle you are met with this black curtain made of black slash curtains that reflect this lilac light and there is a archway cut out in the black curtains. As you walk through that archway you see a circular arrangement of black chairs in which two Genelec speakers on either side left and right are embedded into the chairs. You can sit amongst them as some of the chairs are empty. As you continue through, a lilac light on the floor guides you into an arch semicircle. As you walk through another black slash curtain arch, you are met with a lilac carpeted staircase of two steps, maybe an altar. Rows as if a choir are sitting amongst that altar space. Um, Rows of chairs. Three of the chairs in various heights and in the centre of it is a standing speaker on a speaker stand. Around the entire space is an encasing of purple lilac felt curtaining. Two lights spotlight the last choir seating space and you can sit amongst those chairs and you're met with an enclosure of a semicircle lilac curtain. The gap that you walk through to this space allows you to see all the the spaces you've already walked through. Thank you. Now hold it together.
a, a solo song, I'm just putting that aside, so we're just focusing on the supporting harmonies. Okay, I'm Shanisa Ritha. Um, I recently, just recently read the term undisciplinary artist or that we should be undisciplined as artists. So I used to use multidisciplinary, but I love the idea of undisciplined. Yeah, I'm a London-based Montserrat born. I have to say that because very few Montserratians in the world. <laughs> so I love to let people know that too. And when you say undisciplined, is that part of a liberatory strategy? I think so. It came from Victoria Adolfo Bully in a conversation with Grada Kalimbo. Victoria is quoting something that Christina Sharp said, and I love the idea of it having so much past. You know, I got, I heard it from somewhere. Who heard it from somebody else? But also, I think it's this idea that Christina Sharp was trying to get at was that the lines between disciplines or should be a bit more blurred, a bit more complex. I know we have to get knowledges to categorise things to maybe become experts, but then when you're expert, shouldn't it then all collapse again so that you can find and build with other people? I think the, the lecturer is often the DJ. They are trying to compose different knowledges in a mix to kind of get across something to the audience. If you're thinking about the lecture hall as a club, then you can think about the way that the way that your sounding is reaching people. To put one arena over another allows you to think otherwise a lot of the time. How do you work with the concept of space in terms of framing space and engaging with space in the way you do? Is there a methodology that serves as, as a type of rhetoric? Is there an aesthetic methodology by which you're trying to get people on board with your work? I would say yes. Encounter Harmony is at the Tin Tabernacle Kilburn. It's a space that is no longer a church. It's used for ceremonies, funerals, weddings, other things. It's a space where people come together and gather. But I was being offered it empty without the gathering. But the sight of people coming in for an exhibition, I could see as a gathering. And how would I frame that to reference the gatherings that already happened there? How could the spirits of the gatherings that already happened encounter the art? As there's an art to that, there is something beautiful or interesting or complex or something to think about there. How do we gather? Why? What is the composition of our gathering? My grandmother would cater these places, right? And you'd come in and there'd just be a stack of chairs and some folded tables in a pile. But sometimes if you're lucky in arrangements, so you don't have to unfold the tables. But part of the decorating team in my grandma's catering business, we'd go to the local shop, the party supply store, pick up things for the to match the colour scheme that we were often provided, whether it was a wedding or a funeral or a birthday. So it's funny that the notice board is often an invitation an invitation board but then the voices are telling you like we don't exist you know all the spaces don't exist anymore and you get that sense that the invitation is fraught in some way because you can't go to the spaces that they're speaking about let's talk about orality as an aesthetic experience and also as a sonic device mm, sure I love that as a thought. It's what I'm thinking about all the time. How do you choreograph people's experience to, to voice? 
I think a lot of the time people say oral history, but where did this go? Oral present and oral presence, you know, this um, staging an encounter with the oral. So you can go up to them, you can walk towards the voice, you can sit down amongst the voices, or the voices can perform at you. You have all those different stages of which you can experience the sound of a voice. I put myself in that central alcove within the piece in a, in a way that felt like part of the audience is there are more spaces still to come is almost a response to all the listening. I hope that invites people to move. The harmonies are close, so you, you'll be exposed if there's any sharp or, or flat note. Two, three, four. Oh, oh, melody and then you're doing something very different okay it feels like you're creating an installation that's site specific the tin tabernacle which has a religious past hasn't it yeah but then in recent times it's been used by an organization of sea cadets yes so although what you've created is site specific to that space you're also referring to what's going on in the wider area yeah. in Brent. As a reader, I read into a, an expanded narrative around change mm. in population and what happens in those spaces. So a lot of what I hear coming from the speakers, I consider within my own professional practice, in my association with my peers, in professional environments. So the idea of harmony, disharmony, close harmonies, people being exposed for not really fitting in with the harmony. For me, they're very gentle metaphors for speaking about more difficult issues. And I think I've spoken to you before about my interest in Derrida's idea of hospitality mm. and this idea of unconditional hospitality. How do you create this mythical space when to create an unconditional situation puts you at risk? It could be any space. It could be domestic space. It could be public space, a semi-private space, a semi-public space. And I think that that dynamic running through keeps a much deeper polemic quite gentle. And I don't know if that's your intention or not. Yeah. Thank you for that reading. I'm glad you guys. That's very much what I'm trying to achieve. The space is mine, you know, when you're, you're crafting a piece that is also somebody else's, is in somebody else's home. It's not a gallery, you know, a gallery is almost given up for you. This one is still, people are custodians of this space, people have histories with this space. But then I also want to think about something. And that thing I want to think about is very much what is the counter harmony, you know? What is it when groups mix and socialize and the space is very much crafted so that you can, it can be many things at once and every space has a gap. Every space 
translates into another. They can walk around it or they can walk through it. You can see the entrance from the end. Always touching, each space is touching one another and has a gap and an aisle between. Each story is worth telling. So everything gets almost pointed to, but it's not it, you know, it's not its end. It's always an opening. There's always some an opening out from one another, a hand to each other. Because yeah, it's not just about the Tintabanaco itself as a site, it's about community as a site. There is a Caribbean history in Brent. Sonic culture identity is there. And it also features in the piece because it's a, a work of sound. You know, its site is much more than its building. A nice safe place for safety. Safety has security. We are safe spaces. Unsafe spaces. Young people feeling unsafe. Access. Space. Community spaces.